My name is Jack Minotes. Welcome to a very, very special episode of the OVW Podcast. I'm joined by my usual co-host, Brian Hines. Greetings, folks. A special guest, Freya the Slayer. Hello. Great to meet you all. Uh, two-time former OVW women's champion, Freya the Slayer. Uh, you are currently the Squared Circle Expo champion as well. Uh, what's what's it like kind of traveling the Midwest, Louisville to Indianapolis, um, competing in matches? Um, it's great. So I, I actually travel all over. And so um, I guess that's one of my favorite things about wrestling is, you know, you get to travel to all these different places and work with all these different promotions and people that maybe you wouldn't have had a chance to work with. Like next weekend, I'll be in Miami and then I'll be in Hawaii and then I'll be in Vegas. And so I really love just wrestling all over the place. What's the most like exotic or weird place you've wrestled? Oh, man. Um, I think the weirdest is where I'm from in Alaska. I think I probably hold the record of wrestling in the most Harley Davidson motorcycle shops. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I've done at least three tours of them. So I've wrestled in over 10 Harley shops. That's pretty impressive. How yeah. many Harley Davidson stores are there in Alaska? Quite a few, actually. Wow, Every apparently. major city has one. And so we've done lots of tours of them. And so I bet that's the weirdest spot. What's kind of, uh, where, you come, where you're from, Alaska, what's, what's kind of the biggest difference between the wrestling up there and the wrestling scene up there and then coming to Kentucky or coming to mainland United States? What's kind of the biggest difference? Um, the biggest difference, I guess, is Alaska is so secluded. There's no, like, quick trip over to another city to wrestle, right? So we were just talking about Indianapolis. That's only hour 45 away. The closest city to where I lived was six hours And so that's what I was doing to train and for shows. And on top of that, there's just much, much fewer, many fewer wrestlers. Right when I started, I was one of 11 in the whole state. And so I mostly just wrestled all the guys because I was the only girl. And that's completely different, right? There's tons of amazing female talent down here. Mm -hmm. I actually, I noticed that at one point in OVW, you wrestled a men's rumble match. I did. I was a surprise entrant, yes. So it sounds like you already had plenty of uh, experience in intergender matches by the time you found yourself at OVW. Well, definitely. And then the thing that I have a little different than most women who do intergender wrestling is I'm Mm 6'1". So I'm already taller than most of the guys. And that uh, adds definitely a different element to it. Yeah, that's a huge advantage, literally and figuratively. So you started in Alaska in 2016? 2017. 2017. And it was, by my research, two years before you were on television in WA? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is kind of when the NWA was, like, getting a whole new breath of energy. What was it like working um, at the NWA at that time where they were kind of being looked at with a whole new light and a whole new energy? Um, I think that was just kind of exciting. I really liked their product. I mean, I still do. But then they were really, like you said, kind of a breath of fresh air. And they had so many amazing talents that have all been snatched up mostly Mm -hmm. by AEW. But... You know, back then they had Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks and all these really phenomenal talents. So I was really just blessed and lucky to be there with how little experience I had. And then you mentioned that a lot of those NWA people got jerked up by AEW. You had a few AEW matches as well. Yeah, I've uh, been lucky to be there quite a few times. The first time um, I went down to Jacksonville during COVID when they were doing the empty arena tapings Mm -hmm. in 2020. And so since then, I think I've wrestled for them maybe six, seven times. And it's been, is there anything that sticks out in that experience or just 
Oh, man, just um, really cool working with some of their talent. Um, I think one of my favorite matches was with Abaddon. I did that at Universal Studios last fall. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, they just have a lot of, like, we were talking about how many amazing female talents there are nowadays, and a lot of them are at AEW. Can we uh, talk about something that kind of recently happened in Ohio Valley Wrestling? Yes, of course. We're really big fans, and this it kind of coincided with the beginning of our podcast as well, of the the wedding angle. Oh, yeah. The Aaron Grider, the entire... <clears throat> we saw a lot of that in the wrestler... The beginning of that in the wrestler's docuseries. Yes. We saw it blow off about six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something specifically, I guess, I wanted to ask you about that moment. Is you had spent a, a lot of your time in OVW up to that point pretty despised. Mm-hmm. Within about 15 seconds, you go from being one of the more despised people on the roster to one of the more liked people on the roster. What is that like when that change happens? What does that feel like? I just think that really is a testament to the storytelling we're doing, right? Because that storyline, it was about wrestling, but it was also mm -hmm. just about like being human and relationships, you know, mm -hmm. and different life experiences that everyone can relate to. And, you know, everyone has had some assholes trick them. Yeah. Right? And Amen being manipulated. That. And that's something like maybe when you're watching wrestling, you might not know what it feels like to take a big boot or a choke slam. You can maybe imagine it, but you could definitely imagine heartbreak and being hurt by people that you thought you trusted. Yeah. And so I think that's what really made that switch was, oh man, I can really relate to this in my own life. I know what that feels like. And it was kind of fun in the docu-series whenever you guys are shooting kind of the early parts of this angle and Al says, oh, this doesn't end at the big one. I've got a plan for this. And then a year later, we see what the plan was. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely the longest storyline I've ever been in. I want to say that we were over 18 months doing that storyline. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's absolutely insane. We were at uh, the, the wedding, as a matter of fact. Oh, and, man. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that that was our, our first endeavor where the, the four of us, uh, Jackman yeah. and I and, and Tiny Brian and uh, Victor, we're all there to uh, get to see that in person. Like we were right there on the corner at the at the ramp. And uh, did you get wedding cake on yourselves? I did not, no, but I good. I lent uh, Joe Cooley my pocket knife because he couldn't get the decorations down. Oh, and he yeah. asked if anybody had a pocket knife, and I said that uh, I did. And I said, make sure you close it when you give it back to me. And he said, I know, Boy Scout rules. <laughs> so that's my Joe Cooley story. But it was a it was a great. Um, episode and a story to witness firsthand mm -hmm. and then be able to go back and catch it through a different lens not just watching it on tv at home which is a different experience but seeing it through netflix and watching how you guys built that together it was a really unique perspective that i'm, I'm glad that we all got to share together and that's the thing i really love that al does is we do all of the storytelling, you know, backstage and different interview segments, but we did a lot of that storytelling on location, like hotel yes. rooms, bowling alleys, you know, we really went all over. And so I thought that was a really cool element of it that kind of, you know, lended the authenticity to it, mm -hmm. where it's like, no, they really are on a date at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a, uh, we've kind of, delved into your association with or your part in the docuseries, The Wrestlers. Um, one of the big things that I think people definitely took away from you immediately was that you sold your house, packed up in an RV to chase your dream of wrestling. What did you do before wrestling? Well, 
I'm, I don't know. I'm, uh, I love, if, if yeah, no, 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 that's totally fine. I'm on like career number five at this point, okay. but right before I was a middle school teacher. And so I was trying to wrestle and teach middle school at the same time. I was completely out of leave. I was lying to my boss about how I was using my leave because I just wanted to keep <laughs> wrestling places. Like for that NWA thing, I had to mm-hmm. use sick leave for that. And so, but I was like, I can't when when Billy Corgan messages you and asks you to come, yeah. you yeah. go. Yeah, you're so there. I was like, if, all right, well, I'm out of vacation leave, <laughs> feeling a little sick, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, man, you know what? I just have such a passion for wrestling. You can't do it forever physically, right? Your timeline is... It's finite. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you're, you have a bump card, we call it. And so I was like, I can always go back to teaching. I might not be able to go back to wrestling. So let's put the house on the market, which is why I was living in the RV because... You know, I mean, you might know it takes so long to sell a house, right? And mm. I just wasn't sure how that was going to work. And so I was like, well, I can't sign a lease right now because I still own a house. So let me do this kind of transitionally while I'm trying to put all my eggs in this wrestling basket. It is definitely a process to sell a house. My last career was a real estate agent. So I'm right there with you as far as, you know, the the struggle to put something on the market and go and chase your dream. It's it's a lot and that's just that had to have been such a strenuous process for you too because you're away from the house you're in different states you're in different city a lot of the times from you know day to day and then you're still dealing with like the professional thing of trying to make this money to sell sell the house so that you can have a little bit of a cushion to make sure you're following your dream into the most of your ability yeah i'm really blessed that uh, my family really supports my wrestling dreams and so my aunt was my realtor my brother and sister were living in my house my mom was helping facilitate everything because what you don't see is not only am i going through all the struggles of trying to sell a house um the they did some work on the furnace flooded the whole basement that i had just put ten thousand dollars of new construction in and so like there was just a whole process but like you said i'm here i can't just there's no quick trip back to Alaska. Yeah. So I was trying to deal with it all remotely. And yeah, that definitely was a very stressful time. But happily, it's all sold. Everything's good. Were you, uh, were you like the cool teacher? I, would, I think so, probably, yeah. Do you think every teacher thinks they're the cool teacher? No. Okay. No, <laughs> I do not think, I just wanted to... think they are. No, I would, for example, like if my students were finished all their work, I would show them little clips of me wrestling. They thought that was so great. And then one of my favorite stories is um, these two boys are in the back of the class cutting up. And I was like, I'll just see what they do. You know, so they're talking. And one of the boys elbows the other one. And he's like, dude, shut the hell up. Our teacher could kill us. (laughs) (laughs) So was there ever a time that you like you mentioned that you had to lie a little bit use sick days leave where maybe you didn't want to was there ever a time where you came in with like a black eye or like a obvious bruising from a night of wrestling or just like that you got your you just got it not necessarily you lost but you you got beat up so bad the night before taking bumps just the normal duration of a wrestling match that you couldn't was there like any days like that uh, I actually don't think so. I mean, I've always been super active. Even before I was wrestling, I was playing basketball, like I played in college, and then I was playing adult basketball. So um, I'm, you know, no stranger to bruises and looking beat up. So I don't think they were surprised when I came in any type of way. They were kind of used to it. So Freya, um, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It was a real true pleasure. Um, Freya the Slayer, one of the great talents on the OVW roster. 
former champion. We hope to see you. Former two-time. Former two-time. Excuse That's right. me. Two-time. <laughs> and future three-time champion. Exactly. And we'll just hold on to it at that point. We'll never let it go. We'll see. That's the point. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell Wilco we said hello. Of course. Thank you. We appreciate it so much. Thanks again.